Who thought counting could be cool? There we go. There we go. Join Andrew Wall and Brad Thomas. Our mission, make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! 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 Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Uh, we're back with another amazing guest. Uh, Brad and I know her really well. For those of you who don't know her, uh, wow, we just found out all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, we got lots of we got lots, we got of, lots of stuff. stuff. I think we're going to extend the show an hour. It, it just may be the bottom well of some of this. Yeah. Um, but uh, Donna, um, do you want to tell everyone who doesn't know you a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your business? Sure. Um, again, Donna Reed. Um, I created a, a virtual bookkeeping business back at the end of 2015. Um, that's what launched me into this world of accounting. I have a background. Well, actually, I went to school for accounting way back in the early 80s because I uh, owned a few McDonald's back then. And our CFO There's one embezzled. story right there. <laughs> our CFO embezzled money. So uh, I decided to become one, I guess. good to accounting. That was my major. Before my major on that, it was like surfing and golf. Yeah. So uh, money motivated me to make a change and then uh, move on from there. So I'm not your traditional accountant. Um, I did have a CPA. I stayed in uh, the public accounting area just long enough to get that license. Then I rocked right out of it into the serial entrepreneur world. Um, That's kind of how I did it. Not quite as, there. not quite like that though. Like I didn't stick around public practice very long either. I hit the industry, but wow, you, you've just done so many things. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But you know, I, first, I do. <laughs> for, and it's first, the Oscars. <laughs> for, yeah, it, no, we got to talk about the Oscars. You, you, you do live in the area. Um, no, I, first of all, I want to thank you for supporting us, like you do. You're, you're, you're here a lot. We were actually going to have you on last month, and it was that rare time you couldn't make it because you're moving. So, yeah. With all yes. these stories you tell us, I would love to know where you live and what kind of cool things happen there and where you came from because we don't so, know something um, california yeah so well i grew up in california in um a little town called montrose which is in the just north of la okay we could see the buildings of la we were literally 20 minutes from hollywood down the freeway and um i went to uh schools in the hollywood and glendale area which is right next to each other hollywood glendale burbank okay right in so that that's, area that's to, all that that's where all the movies, the movie yeah. studios and music and everything are. So I grew up around that life. Um, hence the Oscar stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's friends. where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for, I knew friends, parents, I mean, you know, friends, parents. So friends you knew famous people, movie stars, would, producers. You know, you'd directors. run into them likely before they were famous. I knew people before they were famous. Uh, yeah. After they were famous. I have a, a number of clients I serve who are, are in the business and I, I act as their um, personal representative to say it, personal accountant. Basically they text me in the middle of the night with ideas <laughs> and I tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's and not- And they're the only <laughs> ones that can text me because I'm the one that tells them no. Yeah. Um, I don't practice as a CPA. They do have a CPA and I do work with a, a a CPA from that. Yeah, but you're, that you're manages you're, entertainers. 
you're their QuickBooks online expert and their advisor and coach, right? Because that's a lot I'm of- I'm the one that can talk to them. They will listen to me and not their CPA. So I'm, I, the CPA firm hired me to be the elite. That's not hard to do. I mean, I, I get yeah. that all the time. I just got it this week where, yeah. you know, I was talking to the client. He goes, well, I've got my accountant, but you know, they just, you know, and I said, oh, they just talk to you once a year hit you up for some money, do your, your year ends, throw you a tax return, and then they're gone for another year, right? So, yeah, do you know my, my account? And I'm like, no, they're all that way. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's 90% of my business is like that. Yeah. I'm the liaison between the accountant and them, and I'm telling them, don't do this. This is okay. Let me check. Yeah. Uh, why do you want to do this? <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're, they're in the business. So that means they've got this, this money that they want to buy something crazy or stupid with it. You're saying, no, that's not a good idea. So that's the kind of decision-making you do saying, slow yep. down, speed up, spend it. Make them slow down. I at least get them out of the middle of the night, 3 a.m. texting <laughs> that they're usually like not in the right mind. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they finished shooting and they got a great idea. Is it like that? Maybe they were inebriated a bit. <laughs> they got a great idea. <laughs> A, a movie star, a knee breed. I didn't think they did that. They all seem so pure and clean, right? Uh, so maybe they just funny. weren't thinking in the right mind. Yeah. They do. Some of the ones I work with do work like 16, 18 hour days consistently for a few months. And so they can get tired and they don't think clear. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about that earlier, Andrew. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, and, you know, Andrew's head has been inflated. His wife said he's got a better body these days than Will Smith and Marky Mark Wahlberg, right? So, um, um, it, it, geez, I don't know what I was thinking about. It's the movie star talk, you know? Um, oh, well, uh, yes, but keep in mind, the only reason she thinks I have a hotter body than those two guys is because they're both getting weight yeah, through COVID. That, that's what <laughs> I was going with this. You're saying they work really hard and they have long days. They do crazy shit like gain, you know, hundred pounds or take off hundred pounds. Do all yeah, stuff. no, they, they have do. to they work get, really hard to do too. what they have. Right? Yeah, they get into care. I, I have a few friends that have gotten like seriously sick. Yeah, because it messes. From, it's too dramatic, but they yeah. do it for the money. You're paid all this money as one role, and you hire a trainer, and they just work this shit out of you and starve you to death, or make you eat, you know all this crap but then they go and binge like they get like a cheat day they go binge and then i'm like i'm hearing about it i'm yeah. so sick i'm like i probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> i think you, you notice that with any sort of washed up celebrity when they show them now they're just huge because now they can just eat what they want yeah there's such a body image issue yeah. in hollywood oh, that's, yeah. that's well, there's a shelf life with a lot of actors right some actors are timeless They'll just keep going and going and going. Meryl Streep or, yeah. you know, an actor like Michael Douglas. He's like, what, 90 or something? And <laughs> and Catherine Zeta-Jones says, oh, he's doing great. He's been through all these cancers and shit. But other people, they're just, yeah, it's, um, they're, they're useless now. And it's sadly, a lot of women, actresses, actors are, are discriminated by that. It's just, it's bullshit because a lot of them are good actresses. I think someone like, uh, Oh, I got her her face in front of me. She was really hot back in the day, but I thought she was a great actress. And now you, they get give her B parts and stuff. I don't think that's fair. Anyways. Well, what about Marlon Brando? He's the classic case of a guy who uh, was super fit when he yeah. was young, and then, boom! <laughs> Mind you, he never stopped working, did he? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, so Hollywood, and you and you're you're like the accountant to the stars. That is so cool. 
And we just that, found this out. Not the only one, but yeah. So, yeah, but here's, here's how the conversation went. We mentioned uh, award shows. And she says, well, you know, I, when I was at the Grammys and I said, the Grammys? She goes, well, you know, that music award show. I said, I know what the Grammys are, but what do you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I go to the Grammys. I'm like, what? And then, and then Andrew asked her, so what about the, the Oscars? She's like, oh, like 20 That's times cool. or something or whatever it was. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, we just found this out, so we want to know more. Which do you prefer, the Grammys or the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> What's your oh, favorite award show? Is that Grammys. your favorite music, then? Right? Not yeah, listening it's, to movie it's stars blabber on. About I mean, I, honestly, I like the Emmys much better. Okay, because so, you get food well, with that one. Oh, I, <laughs> and good food, I would imagine, right? <laughs> it's more dinner. So um, that's a dinner. So you got more food. So, then, okay, and then let's there's back always up a bit. different after parties, I'm assuming, right? Like Name yeah, a major sponsors, I'm assuming. Yeah, um, yeah, different, uh, mostly charities. The charities so you get like are, the, the killer swag bags too, right? Yeah, not not as much as like the, the big Like you don't get, get the Carche washes and shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think last time I got a people bag. I watched too much Entourage. That's the problem, right? I, that's that's what I picture is, you know, Entourage type stuff. Where they just so for everyone stuff. out there, there's the red carpet that you see on TV. There's no carpet on the other side and no covering if it's raining. That's where we go. That's <laughs> where so the accountants go. It's the accountants. Yes. They sneak you in I, the back. One time I did, like, I, it was more than one time, a few times I have, like, talk, been in the back talking to the accountants. So I've gotten to go back because I had some clients back there. Do you, and they're like, do you, hey, you want to come back and meet these guys? And I'm back there. I'm talking to the accountants because the accountants are holding the awards. That's who I want to talk to. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if you think about it, they're the ones who are. Who are uh, because they were the only ones I could talk to that I actually knew what they were talking about. So, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to talk to anyone about the film industry. I don't know anything about it. I didn't even see half the movies. I do. If you guys listen to Cloud Accounting Podcast, which I try to, um, uh, David and Blake were just talking um, recently about there's this program. It's actually quite cool. Um, it's being funded by uh, Netflix, the company. Um, they do so much of their own producing now. Mm-hmm. Every, you, you, you turn on Netflix and you, you can't find anything but their content now, which is both good and bad because some of it really isn't that great. There's almost too much of it. I liked it in the early days where it was like special. Now it's just, anyways, they have a demand for production accountants. Mm-hmm. So they have created their own educational program that will bring people into the industry. You sign up as like a mentoring type program and there's training involved and you end up with a skill set that well, obviously Netflix wants you to do it for them, but you'll be able to go out and work. And like, I don't know about anyone else out there, but I watch credits once in a while after a movie and the accountant department is always massive. You know, they've always got all these accountants involved with these productions, just keeping track of all the spend. Oh yeah. So, you need um, to, I mean, the sure, oh, no, there's a lot of, a lot of money to spend. Yeah. So back in the eighties, like when they didn't have these computers, the, everyone had to go with a slip to the accountant on site to get their money or whatever they needed. Right. So I was on a set one time and this is um, with a friend of mine who was doing a movie and his, and my friend's actually grandfather was doing a producing it, but his grandmother 
was the accountant. And this kind of led me into the accounting bug after I got like kind of ripped off. But I thought, oh my God, this is the most powerful person on the set. Every single person had to come to this person to get money. <laughs> Big time director. Isn't that always the case though? Huge We're the director. ones that say no and we, we got the bank account. So, you know, no idea what's going on on the set. In fact, you couldn't really even tell till you saw the movie and then you saw the magic in the movie. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this big time director, all these, these really A-list actors, they had to come to the accountant to get paid. Of course. And it was like a few years later, I really understood the power of that. And I'm like, <laughs> now I really want to be an accountant. <laughs> So I've worked in a lot of organizations where I was, you know, the controller, I was the head bean counter quite often. And and the sales guys learn and everyone else learns to be nice to you because you'll be nice to them because you do have the purse strings. So that's awesome. So, yeah, sorry. I'm just (laughs) celebrities. But that's only one part. I'm like, I can't believe the the like I didn't know anything about this side of you. No. He Andrew loves anyone who's gonna be on our show down the road, just know Andrew will do his homework, his due diligence. And he finds out stuff about our guests that sometimes people don't even know. But he didn't know all this stuff. (laughs) That's the best part. We found out minutes (laughs) before we went out. We're like, what? This this all happened way before the internet. So it's good accounting talk, right? Yeah. Yeah, topic. Nice. It's, it's fun stuff. But one, one thing I've noticed about Donna, she's always got an interesting story about an interesting place or yeah. someone interesting she's met. And it's like, how the heck do you, uh, I was to say, how do you do all this? It's just the way your life has evolved. It's, it just, sounds it's just who she is. Donna's awesome. Yeah. So, but I do want to ask you about some of the, some of the other awesome stuff you do outside of these sure. things. Like, so, um, you know, consultants are one part of your business that you do. You also do e-commerce and, and you also mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of work on, well, not maybe not a whole bunch of work, but you work with Kajabi. I know that you've, you've built out platforms and learned from some of the people on that. Um, what, in, what inspired you to build your first Kajabi course? How long did it take you? Um, and what would you say to anyone who was thinking about building out a Kajabi program? So, um, what inspired me was actually um, people who were, I like empowering people to go out and make their own business. So I hear these bookkeepers and I was one of them who were making like 14, 15, you know, 20 bucks an hour. And they realized like I did, I can make a lot more money if I just went out on my own, but how do I do it? So I'm trying to take that knowledge that I have, turn it into courses to help people make that next leap, empower them to go to the next, to the next step. Cause really anyone out there with bookkeeping skills can do what I did. They just have to put in the time and the effort. I went from zero, like nothing and being really a couple of weeks away from losing my house to starting my business, keeping my house and making it a six figure business within one year. I think it was less than one year. And now I'm into the seven figures. Which and, and that is and very, I do it on my own right now. Which that's is very unusual, and that's yeah. I think why it's it's I love what you're doing, which is documenting your journey, so to speak, and sharing that with other small business owners, um, and giving them the ability to do that. And it doesn't hurt that it it's a profitable way to earn money, and it's sort of the yeah. new modern economy of way like the new knowledge worker sharing their knowledge, building courses, selling that knowledge online, being able to build lists, 
sell that knowledge to those lists of people um, and have a successful career where they can work from anywhere in the world, anywhere, anywhere they've got a computer and an internet access and can get in front of a camera and share that knowledge and get in front of a computer and put that content out there. And I think it's, it's awesome that you're doing all this. And I think more of us, myself included, need to, need to figure this out. Um, I'm, I'm not there right now. I'm still, still somewhat uh, reliant on the old economy of, you know, dealing with clients and um, the headaches of tax season, which you get to avoid. <laughs> I'm very yeah. sure. So do I. The only headache of tax season I have is when I take on new clients who are behind and we try yeah. to get them spun up to do their taxes. So I take on one or two of those a year. Yeah, there's always a couple of catch-ups. They're yeah. nice because they're lots of work. So like, yeah, like we, we have some clients, we're doing like five, six years for them. Like yep. it's like, <laughs> wow. And, and these, are, these are like really like five and sometimes six figure projects, depending on how bad and how complicated they are. Yeah, and sometimes- so I can only take a few. Sometimes the so, amount of tax owing is staggering. Yeah. And, um, you know, and sometimes we can, you know, we fix them up, we get them going. And, um, and I, I have a partner CPA firm that I do this with so that I can stay on top of it. It was a challenge. I have to tell you, COVID was a challenging year for that because there was so much stuff going on. Couldn't get um, accountant's attention. But it elevated my business like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my business elevated because of COVID. I don't think that it would have grown at the pace that I would have generated as much revenue as if we didn't have COVID. Yeah. Because I was getting too comfortable. I was about five years in, I was getting really comfortable and then COVID hit and I got uncomfortable and I put it in the second gear. I just hit it and I went, I'm like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what's gonna happen. I know there's people out there that are struggling. They need their books done. And I know there's money out there. And it turns out I was right. I was very right. And I just kept going. And not only that, I utilized new skills. Um, I, I didn't, the skills I already had, I repackaged and sold those to, to clients and people who needed it. Like how to, how to run a business from a laptop when you had 200 employees, all that technology you need behind it, how to create a virtual business. I, I know all that. I work with it every day with not only myself, but I have a ton of clients that have built businesses like that before COVID. Mm. So I created a way to teach other people how to do it. Now what's, they're not going back. What's your most popular <laughs> course? How, how many how many courses do you have? I just Honestly, right now, it's, courses are super hard to build. So, so right like now, that. really the only course I have right now is just teaching people how to use Upwork to make money using Upwork. Okay. Um, so I did have one out there on how to just start uh, bookkeeping business, but I'm revamping it a little bit because I, I think that it was, it was pre a lot of my stuff was pre COVID and that COVID has changed the landscape for everybody. Yeah. So I think the most effective course I have right now that really helps people is because again, like the, the landscape really changed with COVID because now we couldn't go out to industry events and get clients, stop me and cold in my tracks from doing that. But I already had Upwork moving. Upwork yeah. was a part of my process. So you have um, Upwork in, in the in the in the can, but you weren't um, you were still relying heavily on actual face to face marketing. Yeah, I was doing. Well, I was going to e commerce events. Right, which I is was going to Shopify, Amazon, um, YouTuber, Instagram, podcaster events. Right. That's where I spent my time. 
So, and those play, and that's just like, it was just out of the sky. What do you want? It's like, I could like keep up with the work from that. Cause there was no other accountants in the room. So I was a resource. I was speaking at them and then I was just getting clients. Like I couldn't, I just picked and choose who I wanted to work with. All right. I uh, still have those. So, um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's tough because I mean, face-to-face -face networking is something I miss so much. Like mm -hmm. I just can't, you can understand because you're a networker, but it's killing me that I can't go out and do that right now. So the fact that you were able to just pivot so quickly and, and find a different way to, to stay busy and, you know, to keep your business safe. That's, that's awesome because it really is impacting people. I know personally how it feels, but there's a lot of people out there the same way, you know, you feel mm -hmm. isolated it, that, face-to-face -face contact becomes part of your daily routine. Um, and the randomness of, I, the, the one thing I love about being an entrepreneur is having that flexibility to come and go as you want. There's a cool event you want to go to, a breakfast event, you know, Tuesday mornings. Some people do, you know, have networking groups they go to. That stuff is so good for the psyche, isn't it? You know, now yeah, it's, we, it's we, we don't really have that. Well, we don't have it yet. It's getting awfully close. Like I'm, I'm getting excited. You know, Andrew and I were just talking about um, scaling new heights in, uh, in, is it October or November? It's October, right? October, Dallas, yeah. Dallas, Fort Worth. But we're not sure that we'll be able to get home because of our quarantine rules here. Yeah, there, we might be having to wait in a hotel room for two weeks. <laughs> and, and it's not just any hotel room. It's these designated hotel rooms. So they cost like, like lots a night that you have to pay for. You know what, the, the one thing is what I've heard, interestingly enough, is it's actually a relatively nice hotel room for a reasonable <laughs> price because Toronto's not cheap, right? Yeah, no, it's like, still a couple hundred it's not an airport hotel normally would be several hundred dollars a night. But you're yeah. at your hometown. Why yeah. are you paying hundreds of Why dollars? Why did you ever stay at the airport over. hotel unless you had to, right? <laughs> like, exactly. It, and that's, that's just such a weird rule. So, Man, like just things like that is like, okay, good. We get to have a, a in-person uh, conference to go to, the ultimate networking event. We all know that. Those are our favorite kind of networking. Well, Donna, you're newer at it. They, it will be as you, you know. Yeah, the first. You'll be in Dallas, right? You're going to Texas, aren't you? I'm thinking about it. I haven't decided oh, yet. Yeah, so the first bookkeeping industry conference I went to was scaling new heights in yeah. 2019. That's when you and I tried to meet, but we couldn't. Yeah. We missed each other. Wait a minute. We haven't met in person yet. Have we? No, we have not. We didn't we, meet at, at the other way. I don't know what happened. No, we, we were, we were trying to, and I know you were, you were going to come yeah. to our decompression party. I know. I, the, yeah. The, I had to fly out early. Get, I think exactly. Andrew's so it's all too. these, yeah. all, we have almost met that is, yeah. Andrew, is that not so typical of, you know, all the conferences we've been to, there's those people you try and meet and it just doesn't happen. Andrew's microphone's people, out. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That was you, he's all right. he's oh. like going away. I could see him. He's like talking away. It was definitely off for a second. No, funny. Of course. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. And that's the beauty of this, of, you know, why I, I keep coming back because you get to meet that person that you've tried to meet so many times. Um, 
one of the first people we had on here when when I took over as co-host was Anna Reddy. She's down in Southern California too. Do you know Anna? I do. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she lives in. I think she lives in Orange County. Um, oh, I met her at a receipt bank conference, or sorry, a receipt bank event in San Jose. She was speaking. Um, they introduced her as this really cool, you know, bookkeeper from Orange County, and she got up there and she was so funny. And I just vowed that that I wanted to get to know her, so I reached out to her, and it just never happened for a good part of almost two years, like a year and a half or whatever. And we finally said we are going to meet. And from the moment I hit the ground in California, the moment you know she was in the neighborhood, we were in touch. You know, we are meeting today. I'm here. We'll meet. Meet yeah, me at yeah. the bar. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty much the way it was. And we hung out and, and she kind of lucked out because um, I had just been to uh, the Andrew, the very last, and you missed it because you came in on the late flight that um, into an event, um, the, the very last VIP event ever. And uh, wow. I, I had this swag and I had another set of Bluetooth headphones. I'm like, you know, I, I'm starting to accumulate these things. So and was staring at them, and I said, "Here you go, Merry Christmas." And uh, and it was right before Christmas, but uh, that's how we met. And she hung out with us. And Andrew, that was the night we almost went to England again. Remember that night? Yep, yep. And I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go for sure." You're like, "No, we're not." That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was such a funny night. Yeah, this the very individual who invited us to London the first time, and and totally random series of events that got us there. And, and Andy said, no, 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 it's never going to happen, never happen. Of course it did. And then the second time around that night, we were invited. I was the complete opposite. I was like, for yeah, sure. And he's like, was. Oh, he's excited. Gonna... We're going to London. I said, nah, I'm just not feeling that. I just sensed it wasn't going to happen. But it was just one, you know, you want to meet somebody. And we had a riot. Like Anna and I hung out. And, and to me, it's the conferences where we really cement those relationships. And it goes beyond friendship, you know. Donna, like, you haven't been to a lot of these conferences, and yet, um, with all the offerings and all the things you've done, you're just going to fit right into the community when we have, you know, these all the time. And we can go to two and three conferences a year. You're gonna, you're gonna love it because you're used to, um, you know, you just rattle off all those conferences you go to. You're, you're just like, you like conferences more than Andrew and I do. I think, right? Am I correct? Probably. I, yeah. Cause I go to like, I go everything where I can go find clients. I don't expect to find clients at Skelly New Heights or the Intuit. And I did, by the way, I did get clients. Oh, you did? Those of, well, yes. You're to my shock. And everything. Yeah. yeah. To my shock, I actually got clients at those conferences. Didn't mean to, didn't want, wasn't my goal. I just was talking to people. It just tells me you know how to sell. Yeah. Full yeah, on. You know how to sell. <laughs> yeah. You know how to sell because, um, the end of the day, that's always the biggest challenge. You know, that's where I've been super challenged lately because I've always found myself really good to get the interest up. You know, I have these face-to-face meetings and people are super stoked and I'm used to just closing them like that. And then definitely the last year or so, you get that same, you know, gut feeling. And then it's like, well, you know, thank you, but you know, it's, it's economic. You just know, they don't want to come out and hurt your feelings, but they just say, sorry. I just have a very, I have a very, very uh, defined sales process that I've honed Sounds over like the it. years. Very defined and a sales club. Selling is oh. an art form. I want to hear about that. What is your selling? Yeah. 
What, what's your process? Well, it's, I take, I walk, basically I walk them through. Um, I, first I get them to talk. I, that's the very first thing. I don't ask them what they're doing. I, the one question I ask is what is going on? Now, right now, every single person that calls me already knows who I am, what I do, and my rate. So there's my advantage. So that's my superpower right there, is I already know they know who I am and what I do because they've reached out to me from a referral from Upwork or from, from personally from somebody. So I already know that. So now I'm trying to just hit them emotionally. So I need to know where they are. And you would be amazed what people tell you. I mean, you guys have probably been through this too. They will tell I've heard you that. I've all heard kinds that of approach. Things. We don't do that, right? You know, yeah. you're listening. You're listening to the pain points and just letting them talk. I'm just letting them go. Uh, I'm, I tell them I'm taking notes, and which I am. I have a whiteboard here, um, a rocket book whiteboard, and I take notes. Now, sometimes these people go off on tangents, and my notes are like, I always tell this to people, my notes are, are like, scribbles? get them off the phone. Pictures How quickly <laughs> can they get them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew, we had that. I'm looking um, interested. <laughs> I had a, um, uh, our friend Eric Lee, who's been on before. He's a mutual friend of the show and a lot of people in the community we had a um a client that came to me but they needed some of his services so we jointly interviewed her oh my god it was like hours later we couldn't stop her <laughs> it was unbelievable we had this short meeting and i've never seen anything like it neither of us could stop her yeah. she had she i think adhd was definitely an issue there but it was like extreme and oh my god we kept trying to be polite and she just kept going and going and going don i needed you that day so badly just to close do it, it. Like, oh we're going now yeah. well, i was looking at my watch i went to the bathroom like three times thinking she might <laughs> figure it out once we got up and she'd wait you got up and went to the bathroom and she's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Boys, i'm sorry gotta go no but it was just it was like and oh my god this this the, this crazy thing about this was this woman did know lots of things and lots of people and she's very entrepreneurial but Soon as they start telling you, they put they go into their wallet and they got like twenty five credit cards. There you're going. Oh, no. <laughs> <That's not good. laughs> this like isn't good. good. No, and that's kind of where it went from there. And and sadly, um, it 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 followed us right till Andrew Connect in Toronto because, you know, she was calling up Eric, going, "Why the heck, you know, how many have done this for us?" And Eric's just like, "Brad, he asked me politely because I know that." You know, she was your referral, but can I kill her? <laughs> so live and learn. We should have just said yeah. no. You know, I was. I always look how to say no first. I go lead with the no. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not good with the no. And 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 I think all of us have had clients like that that just go mm -hmm. on and on and on. Like I was talking. I was actually interesting talking to Seth David this week. I had a, a call scheduled with him for after tax season. And he was talking to me about this client he has that he has a scheduled meeting with every day. And what I love about Seth is the way he he schedules his day. Like his calendar is full every single day with everything mm -hmm. from meditation to reading and learning. Like it's a, it's a really interesting calendar. Um, but he has one right before he has his free time. And so that's the one he always lets go, right? And and he lets it cuts into his, his scheduled him time. Um, but it's that one client that we all have who just... <laughs> Well, don't shut up. He's scheduled for 15 minutes and he goes for two hours. Yeah, I, I put a clamp down on that. I, I could see Donna 
you being you, very good at that. You yeah, really I have if a, it ever happens to you ever. You don't have one client like that? Not anymore. They were all the, on 45 They, they were physically calls. removed, Andrew. I will I say, because I schedule, how I schedule is Tuesdays and Thursdays are my call days. And they were literally back to back starting at 8 a.m. going till four or five at night. Back to back client calls only on those days. That's only days I do calls. David Leary has days like that. Blake Oliver was chastising him the other day. And I have 15 minute breaks in between. How do you do that? Oh, you got yeah. breaks. Like, yeah, I do. Larry doesn't breaks take in between. any. I think and Larry hooks up to a catheter or something. It just sits there all no, day. No, no, no. Puts I do on, a, on an adult breaks. diaper. Yeah. But no, they're back to back though. 45 minutes. Back to back. I get all my clients that need to have the monthly call, whatever. Not all of them do, but I have a bunch of them. And, hard and they pay for this. This is not like free. It's, it's an extra service to have this. So, um. It's a good, like, if I calculate it out, it's a good, like, five to $6,000 day. So every time I do that. So, um, and I do it only four times a month. But it knocks everybody out, and I don't have to think about anything. I take notes in between, then I photo the notes. I use a rocket book. So I photo the notes I take, and it goes into their file. So this is all automated. It goes into their Trello folder, or Trello, whatever they call them, boards. Um, it goes there for the next time I'm going to work on them, and it's all scheduled. Um, and then I deal with whatever we talked about in the call, if there's anything I need to deal with during that call. But the calls all go the same way. I mean, I have a, I have a system and process for the calls. What, what are you using for, for your calls? Like, what booking system are you using? Are you using Calendly or are you using? Calendly. Yeah. yeah. And then so do they, you have... they all have my Calendly. They can book on it. Um, and, of course, it's tightened down just to those times that, that I, I love um, scheduling that tools. I Aren't they the best? Yeah, you know, I still have clients who think I'm a genius for just using a scheduling tool. I'm like, it's the simplest <laughs> thing at they're, all. They're the best. Love- here. Yeah. They're the best because you can always spin it and say, look, pick a time that works best for you. you yep. know? That's exactly realize, what I do. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and I book oh, like, time. are you available I'm, next week? I don't know. You, you, you tell me. Look at my calendar. <laughs> I don't know what my calendar looks like. I just follow it. Not until Monday. And then you look, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, shit. I got a busy. Oh no, I blocked mine out. I, I I'm booked on four weeks ahead right now. So, anyways, just... I'm usually booked about one to two weeks yeah. out. Uh, but I am oftentimes looking at my meet, looking at my schedule, and had no idea who I was meeting with until that yeah. morning when I looked. At I it. review mine the day, the night before. I review just to make sure. That well, is the week, key. You gotta look at your before. calendar. <laughs> you gotta look at your calendar more than once a week, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. I look at mine like several times yeah. a day. No, I, if I not think 10 to I think, twenty uh, times a day. <laughs> I think good calendars, um, like just staying on top of it. And I love the fact that calendars talk to other things, and then mm-hmm. you can have that common calendar in the middle of it all. So, you know, you schedule a Zoom meeting through your. I use Acuity instead of Calendly, but same difference. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's scheduled. It's on the calendar. It shows up, and I use fantastical i don't know if you know that app on ios and i love i've always loved the app what does fantastical do what does that it's just a calendar app but it's just it's just the way it's laid out and you can have all these multiple calendars overlaid and i just like the way it works right so one calendar with everything on it (laughs) but it is one calendar but it just well there's a few like i have a family calendar that that's um my wife and, and and son and i use so it's is there i have a personal calendar that i don't use much anymore i find that everything's running through my business calendar anyways 
mm-hmm. and then something like my my uh, CRM, which is they only allow you to have one mail account attached for all the functionality. So why would you have multiple calendars? So I've just yeah. learned to put everything, like you say, on that one calendar, and then how you manage the subsets of it. But it's important; it really is um, to stay on top of that stuff. Like, I, yeah, I learned um, the hard control. way. The hard way to protect my Don't time. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> yep. Protect my time. That was that was protect my time to save myself. So what are the what are the things you schedule for yourself? And do you do you schedule your time the way Seth does to say, hey, this is the time for me to do reading, to do development, to do Mm -hmm. uh, yoga, whatever the case. What are the things that you schedule in your calendar on a recurring? So um, first first thing on my calendar every morning is my business. I take care of my business. Working on your business. Working on my business. Yeah. Whatever it needs to, just my bookkeeping, my accounting, my stuff. That's the first thing. I'm my best client. I'm my best client. Yeah. You do your own books first before you do anything else. Yep. I make sure that I'm all set before I go to work on anyone else's books. I'm the cobbler's son. I'm always the last one to get done. <laughs> my taxes were ready to go or my books were ready to go to my CPA because I have a CPA. I, I, I filed a personal tax return on like the second last day. <laughs> For yeah, no, no mine were ready to go on the fifth. Yeah. With all my stuff to my person, as much as I could get to her, because not everything's ready, but everything was there on the fifth. So I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good to go. Now I'm going to go help everybody else. That's a smarter well, way of your life than what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's number one. We're guys. For business wise, for personal, of course, like I've got like my, um, so I'm a weight loss journey, just like you guys are. Um, you've inspired me to do that. So I've got that, that scheduled out. And what are you doing for your weight loss journey? What's your, so what's- I have, um, well, except for this week, cause I had the COVID shot that made me exceptionally sick. I do, uh, the walking, um, I do some weights. I have, I have a, what's called the mirror. I don't know if you guys see. So I've got one of those things. So yeah. I do classes on there. Is it oh, good? They, they like good. It? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting more into it. I wasn't at first. But now I'm getting more into it because now I have actual, because we moved to a much larger house and not a condo, we have an actual room now. We have a workout room. And the, the mirror is mirror, weight benches. Yeah, because the mirror is weights. That's what it is, right? It's like a whole. No, it's not weight. You is can it... add weights in. Okay. All kinds of things. Yeah. But it's all about seeing the instruction. And I can see like it a replaced a, the TV with someone who, who's showing you. The way yeah. what I saw, which maybe was a high-end one, it was the mirror built into a, a case that had weights with it and attached to it. And they were doing a lot of exercises. On That's the a mirror. different, yeah, it's a different one. It's not the mirror, but it's the same idea with the weights built in. Okay. So mirror for me replaced the, um, the trainer that yeah. I couldn't use anymore because of COVID. Yeah. So that's what replaced that for me. So yeah. I've been using that more and more. And I'm really, I wasn't into it at first. Now I'm really getting into it because now I have a goal. Yeah. You know who my trainer has been? <laughs> the, the girl from the Nintendo Switch uh, boxing video game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the animated, uh, which is the worst graphic the you've Switch ever seen. Switch is kind of fun too. Yeah. <laughs> my son has one and I get to use it every once in a while. <laughs> you know, you'd be amazed at how many steps you get in by do, playing um, uh, on the Nintendo Switch especially like some of the sport ones, like the boxing one, I get they have full workout things now. Oh, yeah. with it's like attachments and everything to it's, them. 
It's the yeah. exercise today that was 500 calories. It's all about the movement, man. As it's long as move. you're up and moving, things happen. Like that's the one thing I've learned through this whole thing. I don't, you know, steps are, are, are something that I was measuring. But to me, the most important metric is that motion metric. It's the you calories have, you're, yeah, you're burning by getting off you your ass <laughs> and moving. So I find myself, the other day I had this great meeting with this potential client. And I just walked around my house over and over again. You know, you don't even really yeah. notice it. I, I keep a good pair of shoes on, a regular pair of walking shoes, which are really running shoes. I use running shoes to walk in. And I just walked around the house the whole time. I must have yeah. got in 5,000 steps. I know it this turns guy. off, but it's not on my wrist. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not up near Brad yet in the number of steps that I got in today. Well, I that's because I go out well, first who is, in the morning Sam? and I'm... No, it's become almost, I wouldn't say it's an obsession because it is something I really enjoy. But yeah, I, I'm out of the house no later than 6 a.m. every morning. Weekdays on the weekends, no. I, some days I'm struggling to get in my stats on the weekend. So it's yeah, just Saturday's I find, so bad for me. I, 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 what was happening earlier on was, you know, I wanted to get steps in during the day, especially at the bit earlier part of the journey, that it just got in the way of work. <laughs> and it was like, I got to a point where I was going, well, this is kind of as important as work. So I that's have to why they make it. The treadmill is a game changer because you don't, it doesn't get in the way of work. You're able to work while you're getting your steps in, which is like completely like, I wouldn't have time. Yeah. To I got 20,000 because I walked for two hours during client meetings. Um, and people actually usually find it to be interesting. There's always oh, yeah. a comment or two, but people mm -hmm. like it. People are like, oh, that's inspiring. It's great that you're walking and getting exercise. I have not had one person say anything negative to me about yeah, me. As soon as they go off the ever. screen, they go, what a douchebag. Maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, when I talked to, to Eric at Receipt uh, at uh, Dex, he told me, he says, I was in that meeting with Andrew the other day, and he's walking the whole time. It was so interesting <laughs> like, well, people are like definitely talking about it it gets yeah. it, it's something yeah. people will remember you for which is also especially like if you're doing one of those meetings with like because i've had a couple of ones where i've had some meetings with people at intuit people at daxed mm -hmm. um and and you know pretty senior people which is always nice when you get to have those conversations right and they i guarantee you the person they remember is the one walking on his treadmill they may or not remember my name <laughs> But they remember that guy was walking on a treadmill. <laughs> well, isn't that the that. thing, though? Like, yeah. I'm probably known as that that guy that walks everywhere. Like, I've actually had people say, "They, oh, I've I've seen you. You're that guy that goes by at high speed or whatever." But it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just be memorable in your own little way. You know, that's. Yeah. Um, I think it's great because so many people reach out to me these days, and that's what they want to talk about is well, tell me more, tell me more. And you know, I, when I hear that I've inspired people to do it, I, I think it's awesome. I really, I really think it's awesome. But at the same time, I'm just glad that I was able to identify it because a lot of people are struggling right now with that, right? Well, you just, and, mm -hmm. and I still struggle with it. Like I'll sit there and pig out. I tell you the stories about how I pig out on things. And then it's like, oh, now I got to go walk for four hours to burn it off. But at least... I can do that. Like I've been able to hold steady, but it's an, it's a constant struggle. So I really do feel for the people that are having this struggle. I've been there, done that. 
And um, all, all I'm ever going to say is just start somewhere. Noom's been a great tool for me and a lot of other people it has been. It's not for everyone. You know, Heather Saddley told me, I tried it, Brad. It just wasn't working with me. So I went and got myself a trainer. Now I'm down 40 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. So you just got to start somewhere. There's no magic pill, is there? Like, I mean, we're all no, doing it's, it's hard work. Is all, it's, just you like got to do the work. It's, yeah. it's, and we should understand it better than anyone because it's, it's, it's calories in, calories out. It's, it's just like money in, money out. It's you, it, you want and credits. It's debits you and want credits. a net loss is what you want, right? You want to yep. I use KPI more. sheet and everything. Yeah. And I got a full KPI sheet for all my metrics. I love data. Just yeah. love it. I'm constantly that's what got me into it. Yeah, I spend so more data. time. I spend more time on my health apps than I do on any not other non-business app these days because I'm curious. It's like, oh, you asked me what the first thing I does I do every morning. The first thing I do every morning before I get to my business is I update my KPIs for my health stuff. See, I go to my watch. I see what I did yesterday. I weigh myself, nice. got that digital scale that Brad told me about. Is that, aren't those red full scales? <laughs> this is the shit. Yeah. The 30 bucks. They're yeah. just oh. such a steal. Every morning, uh, yep. it, unless I'm really hungover. <laughs> um, but almost I, every morning. And I have a funny re- relationship with it because there's some days where I can, I think I can will it to go the direction yes. I want to. Oh, today's the day where I'm going to hit this goal. What do you mean I'm up two pounds? Yeah. I give it I know. the finger. It's like, oh, three ounces. Oh. And other <laughs> days it's like, I don't even want to go near there. And it's like, this is so stupid, but it, it, it's funny because that accountability piece done it every day for quite a while now. And it's just, it was cheap. Like that's the thing, right? It's a gadget, but we, I've yeah. said it before. It was another app. That, that we're using to add products and an app. And every morning it's like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I got to go do this. And I put the app right there and I stand on it and I'm like, Oh, it went down. You hear the, you hear the things. Yeah, hear the different that, level of noise. I had to turn the sound effects off because some days I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> no. you hear that. I hate when I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so oh. like you, went, that, you, and I know exactly went, what oh. I did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, that's, that's the beauty. It's like everything else we're doing in our lives, right? We're taking the metrics, we're taking the data and we're having some fun with it. Like to me, isn't that what, what, what the business, the, the industry we're in is all about? Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm meeting with a client, I'm all about showing how, that it can be fun. Um, I, I did a demo the other day for no, uh, with Noify with a client of mine here in Calgary. And Madison, who um, we all know from, from NoFi, she just sat in on the meeting. She, she didn't even turn her camera on. She just sat in the background and, and observed. And she emailed me after she said, I can't believe how, how passionate and excited you get about talking about the process and the apps and the industry. She says, I watch the client and they're just like excited listening to it. That's the key, right? It's mm-hmm. just saying, hey, I've got these cool toys they are toys in some ways make yes. it that way make it kind of fun like make receipt bank a fun thing to do or you know i've told stories about how oh i've got a, a receipt came for this great lunch or whatever take a picture of the lunch before and combine it and put it into the bill you know i did that once yeah put a dessert on the bill and i the dessert was so nice i included it as part of the receipt and then i put it out on on twitter and receipt bank thought it was great you know, having a little fun with it. 
Yeah. It, it, Donna, I don't think I've told you about what we did on the last day of tax season. I was telling Brad, uh, was it last week or the week before? I, I lose track of my days now. Uh, but for tax season, we surprisingly had a lot of issues with our filing system at the last day. It was not working. And what, ha what happened is you just had to like submit the return like over and over again until the system would accept it. Um, so when we got to the last set of returns that we had to do, we got like the three or four account managers all in to just all chip in and help with whoever's file it was. We were just going to all help and just try and submit it. And we got down to the last one and we were sitting there all going like, no whammies, no whammies, come on, come on. And cheering for the excitement, like sort of gamifying the submission yes. of a tax return, um, which is right. Like you're just taking those, those, those ways to have fun with it. Like, especially like that situation, it was a shitty situation, but somehow our team managed to like take it into something funny and fun. And we all, you know, uh, got uh, energy from, right? Because that energy and that excitement, when you, you turn it into a game of sorts is contagious and energizes everyone, right? And gets, you know, especially when you're working with a, a group of people, um, the, the more that you're enjoying what you do, the better job that you do, right? And it just is this energy that feeds on itself, right? So, you know, you, you're, you're enjoying what you're doing. So you're doing well, you're doing well. So you're enjoying what you're doing and it just builds and builds and builds. And, and people want to be around that type of energy and excitement. right? Oh, exactly. I mean, I do it on a client level. I mean, I take it when I'm working with clients on their books, I've got them zoom. Cause that's been since day <clears> one for me. It's not a new thing. Zoom. I'm sharing the screen. We've got their P and L up. I'm trying to organize a form. So I've got on the incognito screen on my other screen. And I'm like, okay, what does this mean? And they'll go like, oh, that's what that, they'll tell me what I'm like, okay, I got an idea. And then I'll go on the incognito screen and I'll make all these changes to their P&L. Then I'll refresh and I'll show them. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, look, we can do this really cool thing. And then I'll go change it and I'll put it back. They're like, oh my God. And they just like, they get these insights into their business for me just flipping things around yeah. and the way it's organized. And they see how easy it is to put together some yeah. of these things. It's and like, I'll, look. It's yeah, easy. and I'll just reorganize their just reorganizing their PL for them. It's like they just think it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now we can really do some cool stuff. We can get in here and I can make some charts and we can show some more different statistics, or we can we can do all this different stuff if we track your data this way. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do that? And then I'll go into like how we can track their data right. Because oftentimes I'll get these people who just set up their chart of accounts based on QuickBooks. And it says oh. sales of products. Yeah, I'm doing, I do a lot of cleanups yeah. and it'll just have this crazy stuff. I'm okay. We need to fix the way you track your data. And then we'll get into more details about how their business works. And because I think, because I come from a really sort of a serial entrepreneur, I get really deep into their operations. Understatement. And then when I get into their operations, now I become more valuable. Now they're hiring me to consult on their operations too. Nice. Because there's very specific industries where I can help them systemize their operations better too. Do you ever do you ever get worried when you get too big of a client that now if that if, because they're such a big part of how you spend your day and your time because you're helping them so much that if you were then to lose that client, replacing them is difficult. Like I I don't have no, that spectrum because I, I, I have small, out. small guys, right? I don't have any big clients myself. I have um well, see, I work, my bigger clients go to a point where they're going to ready to go to IPOs. Right. So I, I get them ready. 
and get them set to go to IPOs and then I'm out. I'm not doing because that's now now we're talking we're starting to get a room full of accountants. Right. So I'm guiding them into that process to go IPOs and then I'm, I'm out. And they may call me for like consulting on a very specific level, but I'm out. But I don't, I spread it out. So I have enough clients. If I lose one, I'm okay. If I lose two, I might start panicking, but I really don't need to. Right. If I go to three, well, the is, way you by the go, way, this has never happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just go find more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a I've... constant stream of coming and going. I have a I have a constant stream of coming and going, and I have like because I'm I'm now dealing with you know uh, aging out of my client base too, right? So whether it's you know stopping working and you know eventually winding down their business, taking out the retained earnings and shutting it down, mm-hmm. um, or I have clients unfortunately who have passed away, um, you know, and you know we have unfortunately whether I like to admit it or not, we have clients who leave us for other accountants. Um, we have a natural yeah. churn. We've, we've always brought in more than, than we churn. Um, and uh, it's, that's, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because you're, you know, you've always can generate more um, mm-hmm. leads, but then you all, for me, for myself, you almost come complacent in the, in the churn that the natural churn that will happen um, and don't focus on what you can do to make those clients who are churning obviously not because of death um, mm-hmm. into advocates rather than people who are leaving for other accountants for whatever it is. Maybe you didn't give them enough attention. What did you miss out on? Right. You almost become lazy. You just have your systems and processes, which were huge on systems and processes and you drill through those systems and processes and you, you, you run a lot of volume and you do a lot of a business, but you don't get into that personal stuff that builds those relationships that last 20 or 30 years. Right. And I have those relationships. I, I, I wish I had more of them. Ledger guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got like to ledger yeah guy. That's one thing I really, really work on more than anything else. I think that's what keeps my business going and growing. It does. I really work on that client relationship. Yeah. Cause I love I mean, those, I have like with really, those people who have been with you yeah. generations, like families and their kids. I don't have that issue yet. <laughs> Maybe one day, but I mean, I've really, really stressed that since day one. Again, it's with me. Um, I really stress that I stay in touch with my client relationships. I use currently I use Slack to communicate with my clients and they have open communication with me. Um, Different levels of response time, depending on what they're using me for, depending on how we engage. But um, but I, I think I really have got that client relationship building. I know a lot about them. I mean, I have a, I have a client who a few years ago called me or actually sent me, no, he actually called me because he's like, my girlfriend's pregnant. I don't know what to do. And he had just started the business. <laughs> and I said, well, do you love her? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, well, then you know, go ask her to marry I you. Uh, go buy yeah, a red. First of all, <laughs> first thing you do. And he's like, he's like, I'm panicking. My business doesn't make enough money. I go, you make enough money. You will be fine. I see what you do. You'll be fine. And now he's like making millions of dollars. But, but Brad, and the kid's like four. You remember um, your father, like when you first had your first child? I mean, my only I child, but yeah. I, I think, yeah, your only child. So, uh, my, the first, I remember when I had my first child. And I think it's somewhat universal that no matter where you are in life, you never feel like you're ready to be a dad or you have. Oh, no, it's uh, well, I, I, I was definitely later in life. My wife and I were both 40 when we had 
had our son. Right. And did you and feel ready? Did you? Or did you well, hell out? no. In fact, I still don't sometimes. He's <laughs> 17 this time. I mean, Any given day. Yeah. Well, I mean, parenthood is just one of those things that you, you, you sort of have to learn by doing. No right, one you can guys, tell you, you what to do. It just happens and you adapt. You've, you're not going to, like, I used to wonder how my kid could ever survive. You know, I remember the, the thought of changing diapers just was mortifying. But when it's your own, you don't have a choice. It's just survival, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> you just learn. The first couple are really bad. And the next, some of them can be really bad. And there were some that I always went to my wife and said, honey, this is outside my comfort zone. Help me. Oh, I got to tell you. Like, you know, we don't want to talk about that. But anyways, it's just one of those things, right? You just don't feel like you're going to be able to do it, but you can't because yeah. you, you just throw yourself in there. And, and you touched on it earlier, Donna, getting mm -hmm. outside your comfort zone. When you get Always. too comfortable, then that's where yeah. it can get dangerous. That's when you're not ready for the curveball. That's, you know, that's life is going to throw us curveballs. Always when I'm mentoring new people coming in and they're like, well, how do I do a business? I'm like, You're, you need to be uncomfortable every day. Yeah. You need to much. do something uncomfortable every day. And you're going to feel it. Even when things and are good, you're going to be like, okay, hurt. this is too good. What's, you know, yeah, it's just, this, <laughs> yeah, it takes a special breed. And like I always say, if entrepreneurship was easy or business ownership was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. It's, it's the hard stuff kind that makes opposite. it so good when you get to that other side. Yeah. And then if you're like me as serial entrepreneur, I go make it hard again. Yeah. Because that's what you find, <laughs> thing, right? That's like, the yeah. thrill, right? It's, it's, yes. it's the thrill it is, to kill. It is. It's, it's like, really oh, let's, let's go and conquer this next challenge. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. And so you, I tried out for Survivor. Did um, you really? Number one, the did. very first episode. Very, yeah. very, for our very first season, right? I get picked. I, I get picked, they go to do the final health check. I'm pregnant. Oh, man. <laughs> so I told my daughter, I'm like, oh my God, three days before. That's the only season I never did see. My wife and I are, are a watch Survivor. That's, that was- I think very, it's on Prime. Richard. Uh, Richard, Richard won, yeah. Richard so you never meet, I didn't meet any of them. I knew who all those people yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. I got I, to meet him after. Did you really? Um, yeah. So you and Jeff Probs are buddies. Are pro yeah, I knew him and Mark Burnett, the producer. Oh, so, um, yeah, he produces Shark Tank, by the way. He I also got a couple produced, of clients on Shark Tank. He almost produced the former president. So oh, yeah, he did that too. May I remind <laughs> you, I have a thing. Mark Burnett is, is a smart guy, though. Um, yeah. He understands, like, he's also behind the Eco Challenge. Have you ever watched the Eco Challenge? Holy oh, yeah. shit, that is hard. Yeah. <laughs> people put themselves through. It's like, don't do that. That's stupid. And people do it, right? So, and that's people, a Burnett thing. So, people are crazy, but surprised. that was amazing, Donna. So, yeah. next week, we're, um, we're following the theme of, of amazing women in, in our industry. And, but we're going to Australia. We're going to be with Diane Lucas. Nice. And if you don't know Diane, she's an absolute star. She's like the first person I ever met. I met her on the, I actually shared a, a, a ride with her to the, to the conference in 2015. She's a riot. We love her. So show next well, week. it'll be lots of laughs. Make you laugh. That, but I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Donna. And uh, come, come hang out with us. I put the link. Awesome.